for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org. Good morning, CT. It's good to be in the house. Of, don't look at me like, who is this guy? It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning with God's people. There's no other place I would rather be than with the people of God this morning. Amen. It is truly good. I can, I can remember there's times that I, can, I said to myself in the past, if I can just get, and this is not that my relationship with the Lord was lacking, but I can remember saying, if I can just get to the house of God with God's people, it's going to be all right. It's going, to be all right. it's going to be all right today, people. I'm telling you, God is on the throne. He is not nervous. He's not nervous. He's not wringing his hands over your condition, over what's going on in your life. He knows the outcome. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. Now, I've got a message to share this morning, but I don't know that we'll get to it. It's just up to the Spirit of the Lord and what God wants to do in our lives today. I think we come with a preconceived and pre-notion of what God wants to do, and sometimes I'm afraid we may miss Him, Aaron. If we're not sensitive, we may miss Him. But before I go any farther, just want to say, Nancy asked me about two months ago about speaking, and I immediately said yes, and I'm thinking, what did I do? And then come find out, Nancy's not going to be here. What's that saying? like, Nancy, you and I need to have a talk about this. But you know what? Nancy's on an airplane. She may already be in Florida. I don't know. She's down in Florida in the sunny beaches. So bless her heart. Amen. I wish I were there with her. And then I found out my sister's um, Dottie that usually comes here, come to find out she's not going to be here. I'm thinking, great. There goes part of my support team. But you know what happened? The rest of my family that are here, would you please stand up? This row back here where all these guys are at are my immediate family, but the rest of you guys are the family of God. I knew mom would be here, because you know mom's how they are, right? But I didn't know the rest of them would be here. But I'm grateful that they're here with me today. You know, church, we may never have this opportunity. Listen to me. We may never have this opportunity again in this setting that we are right now. Say it right now. Don't get me started, Aaron. This is a time, it's a season right now, today, and the Bible says today is the day of salvation. If you're sitting here today without the hope of Jesus Christ in your life, and you don't know where you're going when you die, then today is the day of salvation. He said today, if the Spirit of the Lord speaks to your heart, harden not your heart. So today is a good day. Today is marked in eternity. Whether you realize or not, today is marked in eternity. The message I want to share with you today is that every believer can minister. I want to go back. I want to reminisce here a little bit just for a few minutes if I can. Back about 1980, I felt a calling of God on my life to preach the gospel. And there's been some ups and downs and peaks and valleys in my life like I know some of you understand and some of you have been there. But you know what? 
That calling still remains. I want to ask you a question today. What is God called you to? Mary shared with us this morning in, uh, in our Arise service that we had. God was asking questions to us. What is God asking of you? What part of you is God saying, you need to come a little deeper in your calling? You need to come a little farther in your calling. You need to step it up just a notch or two. What is God asking of you? And then what would you say to the Lord when he asks you a question? God does ask his questions. As I go back and reminisce a little bit, I remember the calling that God placed on my life Memorial Day weekend, 1980. That's how clear it was, how vivid it was. And then as I walked on with the Lord and, and went, uh, had some schooling, Never had a public speaking class in my life. Mom, you can testify to this. I would take a zero before I would get up in front of people in school. That's the God's honest truth. Scared me to death, Derek. But I'm telling you, if you let God do something, he will do something in you, through you, and with you. You may not like me. You may not like the way I preach. That's okay. I really don't care. Because I'm just free in the Lord. I'm free to be who I am. God spoke to my heart through a lady a number of years ago and said, Rick, don't prostitute what God has given you. We're speaking his concern. And what she meant by that, don't try to be something that you're not. Remember when David put, tried to put on or he put on the armor of God? What happened? It was too big for him. It wasn't meant for him. Some of you are sitting here today with callings on your life to be a mother, father, and you think that's nothing. That's the greatest calling you could ever have in your life. It's not standing up with a microphone. It's not being behind a piano and singing and dancing and that sort of thing. Last night, Terry and I, I don't know, probably, honey, probably for a good hour, we sat in our living room and listened to worship music and just praised the Lord and, and just wept before the Lord because God's presence was so real, so tender. And you know, part of what I feel right now, I think, is a result of the fasting and prayer we were on for three weeks. You know, when we're going through that time of fasting and prayer, and it doesn't feel good to our flesh. Our flesh wants what our flesh wants, doesn't it? And I want it, and I want it now. Where do you think you are, McDonald's? Burger King, have it your way? That's the kind of society we live in. But I believe as we fast and as we pray and as we walk with the Lord, that time that time that we spend with him denying our flesh, somewhere along the line, it's going to produce fruit in our life. Last night, I listened to a video. It was a, of a man that was representing God, and there was like f- three or four people that came before him. And God asked a question, what did you do with the calling on your life? Now, see, when I say calling on your life, you're immediately thinking, You're immediately thinking, preaching, teaching, that's all well and good. But where you're at, you're called to. I work at YSK, been there 27 years. I believe, and I want to leave that place so bad. It wears me out, doesn't it, Terry? It wears me out. If you can work at YSK, you can work anywhere. That's the God's honest truth. It's, It's a tough place to work. I'm and I've tried in my mind thinking, how in the world can I get out of this place? I just want to leave. But it's like, I I can't, because there's still people there that I need to reach, I need to touch. If you work at a bank, if you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, whatever you are, wherever you're at, you guys work in the school system. 
That's a calling. That calling is special and is precious to the Lord and it needs to be special and precious to you. And I believe that probably some of you in here knew that you were called for whatever the case may be, whatever you felt like the Lord called you to, but you've laid it down because of trials and tribulations. Getting back to the video that I saw, God had called these couple people before him. He said, what did you do with the calling on your life? He said, Lord, I was an accountant for 30-some years. I worked as an accountant. Guess what? That was not what God called him to do. God called him to be a missionary overseas. He said, you missed out on the so many thousands of people that you would have touched. You don't know people, church, brothers and sisters. You don't know the calling and what God has placed in you, who it's going to touch. It may touch the next president of the United States of America. Last Sunday morning, I was sitting back here listening to Aaron preach. And my mind went to that picture back there. Someone look at that picture back here in the very back in the corner. And what does it say? Who can minister? Every believer. She, to me, she, I asked and Terry, make sure my eyes weren't deceiving me because I'm getting older. She, to me, looks like she's pregnant. And those, those kids have their hand on that belly. You know that God knew the day that you were going to be born? God knew the day that you were going to be born. And I was thinking about it during praise and worship. I was standing up here. When I was in my mother's womb 60-some years ago, God saw the day that I would be standing here before you proclaiming the good news. My grandson said, you're preaching today? You're speaking today? I said, yeah. He says, you got to be scared. <laughs> people ask, I've got a couple different texts, and people ask me, so are you nervous? Well, yeah, a little bit, but you know what? I'm tired of hearing, are you nervous? Of course, you get up here with a microphone seated before 100 people, whatever it is. Every month we have a safety meeting at YSK and I have to stand up the first 10, 15 minutes of the meeting and stand before my peers and bring a presentation. You know, I, I don't like that, but that's something, you know, you try to get out of, you try to get out of ministry, you try to get out of leadership and God won't let you. He just, he's a holy hound of heaven. Man, he's tenacious. He gets a hold of you like a bulldog and won't let go. It, it is good, Patrick. It is good. The next person in the video was a, um, he was a preacher. He had a collar on. And he said, what did you do with the calling that I gave in your life? He said, Lord, I was, I was a preacher for 30 some years. You know what God told him? That's not what I called you to do. You believe that? There's, there are preachers in the pulpit today that God never called them there. God never spoke to them. It's something they wanted to do. What am I saying in this? I'm saying the fact that we need to get on our face. We need to ask God time and time and time again, God, what do you want me to do with my life? And I know some of you sitting here today, you think, you know, I've blown it. Well, guess what? I have to. You're not alone. You're not unique. We're on the same boat together. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've missed the mark at times in our life. And God says, he picks you up, pats you on the rear end and says, come on, son, my daughter, I still love you. 
I still got plans for you. The only thing that's going to stop you from fulfilling God's desire in your life is you. It'll stop you in a heartbeat. It'll immobilize you. It'll stop you in your tracks because you're not willing to step out. See, I know by the Spirit of God right now, I can hear the Spirit of the Lord speaking. There are some of you sitting here today that you know that God has said something to you to do. And it may be something humongous. It may be taking a strawberry pie over to a neighbor like we did last night. We had a couple people that moved in next to us, younger couple. And uh, Terry, Terry made two strawberry pies last night. You know, I had one, it was a piece of it, and it was really good. And I thought to myself, I did not say anything to her, but I thought to myself, you know, it would be nice if we would take that other strawberry pie and give it to the neighbor. And guess what? Probably 10 minutes later, what she said, why don't we give it to the neighbor? I thought, well, that's a good idea. I believe that's a God thing. We, you don't realize that just a human touch sometimes, whenever you go up and just lay your hand on someone and touch them, what it's going to do to them. Sue, where are you at? Susan, not my sister, Sue. There's another Sue in here. There you are. You're up here hiding, aren't you? I don't know how long ago it's been, Sue, but you, t- you went by. She's part of our connection group. She went by me a couple months ago and just laid her hands on my shoulder and just smiled. I don't even know that you said anything. You just smiled. And I can't tell you what that did to me. How that, and I didn't even realize I needed that. How it lifted me up. You don't know the anointing of God on your life. That can touch someone's life if you just reach out and touch somebody. Forget about yourself. Let yourself die at the foot of the cross. The cross still bleeds today. The cross still bleeds. There's salvation at the foot of the cross. Part of my message that I want to get to in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, for you see your calling, brother, not many mighty, not many noble, not many... Um, Good people are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And before you come to the cross, you have to humble yourself and say, hey, I'm a nobody. The Bible says all of our rights, I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but the Bible says all of our righteousness is as of filthy rags. If you think that you're going to stand before God one day, and you will stand before God one day, if you think you're going to stand before God and say, I've been this and I've been that, he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. The only thing that's going to get you there is through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, there's a tremendous price that was paid for your salvation. That cross still bleeds today. There's still healing in the power of Jesus. There's still deliverance in the power of Jesus. Every believer can minister God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. I heard that a number of years ago through um, uh, Pastor Jeremiah. Terry told me that she had heard that, and and that's just stuck with me over the years. Over the years, I've heard that. God doesn't call the equipped. You think you're equipped. Lay it down. Any gift that God gives to you, he wants back. Because if you don't give it back to God, you're going to do it in your own way, in your own time, and you're going to screw it up. Come on, I'm telling you the truth this morning. Give it back to God. Your marriage, give back to God. Your job, give it back. Maybe, that, Lord, maybe that's what I need to do. Just give the job back to you. I mean, speaking in my own life. 
I don't want to. <laughs> Mary said this morning, some of the things that God asks us to do are hard. Some of the things that God asks us to do are hard. Every believer can minister. One other lady came before the Lord in that video that I saw last night. And she came, you could tell by her demeanor on her face. Lord, I didn't, uh, I didn't preach to millions. I didn't sing any songs. I was a mother raising three children. And God would say, that's what I called you to do. See, again, we, I think we've got this all screwed up in our minds, in our hearts. We think calling, calling. God is faithful in your calling. What are you? I, I, just, I believe that today the Spirit of the Lord is asking you, what is your calling? Where are you at in your life? What do you hear God saying to you today? I believe He speaks. There are so many different ways that God speaks. He speaks through music. He speaks through nature. One thing that blesses me are, are red birds. I love red birds for some reason or other. i got one beside my bed. And God speaks so many, so many different ways to us. What's saying to you today? Going back, I was going to reminisce a little while ago and I got away from it. I'm going to go back and reminisce a little bit. Back in 80 when I felt like the Lord had put a call on my life, um, at the time, we were over in Salem White Church. This goes back a ways, doesn't it, Mary? And uh, I remember the first time I spoke, total nervous wreck. And uh, I remember telling the Lord, Derek, I said, you know, God, if I'm going to speak, I want your mind and your heart and your time whenever I speak. And I said, if that means 10 minutes or an hour, that's what I'll do. So today, I don't know if it's going to be 10 minutes or an hour. I, but I promise you this, I'll stop when I feel like I'm done, okay? We were talking last night with Paul and Kyra Dickerson. Paul's in the hospital having some problems. And I recall in reminiscing going to a church. And guess how many people were in that church that Sunday? Three people. A whole whopping three people. I got one better than that. Terry and I started a church in Jackson. Of course, we're no longer there, as you can see. All week long, we had different speakers come in. Patrick is one of them. And, uh, oh, it, it was, we had a, had a pretty good crowd that night. <laughs> and he was one of the speakers. And the whole, all week long, we had different speakers in. It was just a, a time that we were trying to get introduced to the community where we were at. And, uh, and we had good services that week, right? Guess what happened on Sunday morning? Got up, prepared my, I had my message all prepared, prepared my heart spiritually for, you know, prayer and that sort of thing. Walking the sanctuary praying, waiting for 10 o'clock to roll around. Guess how many people showed up? Big fat zero. How's that going to make you feel? Yeah. Terry said, you got your message prepared, right? And I said, yep, bless her heart. She said, let's hear it. 
So I shared my heart with her and the message I had, and we went out and ate dinner. And we didn't have, we didn't have to stay around for fellowship. <laughs> oh, God. See, I've been down the road a time or two. And this is fun today. I just felt like the Lord wanted me to have some fun today. I'm enjoying this. It's not that I have to preach. It's that I get to preach. It's, it's that I get to share the word of God. It's that I get to do a funeral from time to time. I hate weddings. I don't like doing weddings at all. Yeah, you guys understand what I'm saying. Matter of fact, I can't even do them right now. Ha, thank you, Jesus. What's God asking of you today? Derek made a ploy up here before we released the children. There are things in this church, we need you. We need you in this church. What do we need you for? There's ministry to be done here. There's Children's ministry, there's teen ministry, there's the cafe, there's praise and worship, there's ushering, um, gr- yes, who said that? Thank you. There's groups. You know, I believe that the Lord's calling some of you to be a group leader. <laughs> and you know what? You're sitting on your duff. And you're saying, I can't. I don't have a, listen to this. I don't have enough education. I don't know the Bible that well. That's all, that's all a lie from the pit of hell. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. It's not about all the knowledge that you have. It's about being willing, being a willing vessel. Being willing to say yes. Being willing to make a fool out of yourself if, you, if that's what it comes to. There's times, Aaron, you know, there's times that I've made fool of myself and I know these guys have to. But it's okay. At least you're trying, at least you're trying to step out and do something for the kingdom of God. If you fall flat on your face, guess what? It's okay. It really is. It really is okay to fall flat on your face. Don't give up, Derek. I heard what you're saying today about um, your time management. Don't give up, brother. Don't give. Got to keep on going. Got to keep on going. When you fall down, get back up. Get back up. Because that's how you grow. You grow from your mistakes. You grow from your valleys. You're up here all the time. You're not really growing. It's down, in the, it's down in the trenches when you're growing. Because you know what? It's because, BJ, you understand this. You understand it's because whenever you're down there and you feel like that there's no hope and you feel like that you don't know what the next report's going to be, that's when you dig deep. That's when you go deeper in the Lord. That's when you go down there and you get another shovel for and say, if I don't get a hold of God, I'm going to die. 
I'm telling you, church, if, you don't, if you're not there, you need to be there. If you've never been there, you need to get there. And we, situations and circumstances will cause us to dig deep. And God will, I don't believe God puts cancer on people. I don't believe God brings sickness and disease. But I believe that he will use them to get your attention. I believe that he'll cause you to get down and get deep in the spirit. And I know that some of you can testify today with the fact that you know that you're sitting here today by the grace of God and that because of the circumstances and situations you're in, you've had to get a hold of God or you're going to die. I've been there. I've done I know what that feels like. It's like, God, if you don't help me take the next step, I'm going to die. And, and God is so faithful in the calling that he's places in that he'll help us. Now, some of you are looking like, I don't know what you're talking about. Hang around the kingdom of God long enough and you will. God wants us broken vessels. Then why? That he can pour in us, that he can pour back out to people. The lonely, the lost, the hurting, the damned, the diseased, the dying. What's the calling on your life? There was a story that I was going to read this morning from one of my devotions about good habits and bad habits. Little boy got in bed one night. He fell, he fell out of bed. And his mom asked him, says, what do you think happened? Why did you fall out of bed? Well, mom, I guess as I, I got in, I stayed too close to where I got in. Hello. Has your prayer life changed at all in the last year? Has your giving or your service to the kingdom of God changed at all since the last year? Ask yourself that. Is God asking that of you today? God does not call the equip. He equips the call. In the family of God. What time did I start? Does anybody know? In the family of God, we're guilty of shooting the wounded. Some of you remember Mae Ross. She had this saying. It was, a book, I think, a book she read or a saying in the book. I can't remember. It said, don't shoot. I'm already wounded. We shoot our wounded sometime in the body of Christ. You can take a couple drunks at a bar. Now, I don't know nothing about this, but Patrick, you can take a couple, you can take a couple drunks. God's delivered him. Hallelujah. You can take a couple drunks at a bar and just get in a knockdown, drag out fight, best friends, and have a fight in the bar, and the next day, what? They're still friends. Oh, we look at somebody in the body of Christ the wrong way. And you hurt my feelings. I'm leaving. God, help us. Don't shoot. I'm already wounded. There's a story, another story I was going to read you today about Scott Norwood, I believe his name was, from the Buffalo Bills. He was a place kicker for them. They hadn't won a national championship for years. And it looked like that when they were in Tampa Bay, the ball was going to go their way finally. And this guy was a place kicker, um, scored the most points from what I understand. And he was, as, he was as good as the predictable as the snow was in Buffalo. That's how predictable he was. Guess what? There's coming down seconds left in the ball game. One more time. One more chance to win the game. Lined up. Snapper snapped the ball. 
came down, kicked it, and he missed. Lost it. Lost it. Walked off the field, dejected, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Some of you understand hee-haw, don't you? <laughs> and they went back to, um, to Buffalo. And they, even though they didn't win the championship, they had a, um, a rally around the team. I'm, I'm assuming they had a parade and that sort of stuff. And the players were all standing on the stadium, on the, on the platform. And Scott, Scott was in the back. Feeling, still feeling rejected and everything that he was feeling depressed because of missing the field goal. You can imagine how the poor guy felt. You know what the, stand, what the fans started to do? We want Scott. We want Scott. We want Scott. You know what the team members did? They took him from the back and placed him up front. They wanted him to know that he was still part of their community. Don't shoot the wounded. Don't shoot the wounded. We're all a part of this body. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And if you don't, you come and see me. I want to know how you're doing it. Because I need help. What is God asking of you in your calling? Let's go back to the lady that Raise the three children. That's what God asked her to do. And again, we look at it as a mother's bless your hearts. Mom, <laughs> I know we gave you some headaches, but some of the ones you don't even know and don't even want to know. <laughs> Let's rally around one another in our callings and encourage one another in our callings. Every believer can minister, but will you? Will you step out of yourself and say, God, I don't care. I don't care. We got to come to the place where we just don't care anymore what people think. You know, if you're sitting there today and you're worried about what that person next to you thinks about you, shame on you. Because they didn't die for your salvation. They did not die for your salvation. What, every one of us. You know, I appreciate the prayers that I got texts and, and phone calls and tell me, people tell me they were praying for me about today. I, I appreciate that so much. But one thing that I've learned, that when nobody's praying for me, I have Jesus. The Bible says that he is ever making intercession for the saints. There were times that I know in my life that if it had not been for Jesus, I would not have made it. Where's your hope at today? Where is your, let me ask you this, in our calling, and I'll address Aaron and Patrick in this. Where is your calling at? Whose are you? It's not who you are, it's whose you are. And you're going to stand before God one day, and it's not going to be Aaron the, the pastor, or Patrick the praise and worship. And I'm not saying these guys are, are like that at all, but Lord, I preached. Lord, I led praise and worship. I taught ministry. No, it's Jesus. The only hope that we have in this world is Jesus.
When I stand before him, when I stand before him and he asks me, what have you done that I should let you into my kingdom? I hope to God that I have this big smile on my face and say, Jesus, it's all about you. It's all the sacrifice that you made for me. And while I was still a sinner, God came knocking on my door. Said, Rick, I want you. Chris, I want you. Tim, I want you. Jason, I want you. Coach, I want you. I want to challenge you today to dig deeper. To dig deeper and find out what God is saying to you in your calling. And I don't want to hear it. Don't come to me and say, I don't have a calling. Yes, you do. Your calling is to be who you are. If that's a factory worker, if that's a nurse, that's a doctor, if that's a mother or father, that's your calling. And that's okay. But be faithful to it. Be faithful to the calling that God has placed on your life. In closing, it may be a foreign concept to you today. I hope to goodness that it's not. But it may be a foreign concept to you to think that the God that calls the sun to rise this morning that looks so pretty in the, on the skylight knows your name, knows your address, knows where you're at. He is so personal to you. He wants to be so personal to you. In the body, some of your hands, some of your feet, some of your eyes, some of your ears, we need you in the body of Christ. Not only here at CT, the body of Christ at large needs you. You know, I, I think of some of the people that have gone on to be with the Lord. Sometimes, and you know, and I, I don't understand this. But I think from time to time, some of the people have, that I know that have gone on to be with the Lord that are good, godly people. And I say, and I, I, I question in my heart, why? They could have done so much more in the kingdom. You know, some of them people I'm talking about, they were well up in years and it was probably their time to go on. But then I question the ones that still had life left in them. And then the wounds in us go deep. We've, I think sometimes, church, we've got it messed up. This place is not our home. Our home is in heaven. And yeah, we grieve over loved ones that have gone on. And I heard uh, Beth Moore last night say, we grieve over the people that we've lost, but don't miss the people that are still in your life. I remember a lady years ago, I could call her by name, but I won't, grieved over her losing her husband. I don't know that she ever got over it. I don't know that she ever get over that kind of stuff. But I told her one time, I said, you still have a life here and now. I don't know why I'm sharing this right now, but you still have a life right here and now. 
That person has gone on to glory. You know, they were, they were saved and they died, went on to meet Jesus. But there's still people that need you now. Don't miss that, church. Love the people that are in your life. Don't grieve to death over the people that you've lost, but love those people that are in your life right now. Again, we may never have this opportunity. I may never speak again with my, part of my family being here today. There's a song we're going to play as we close here, and it's called Tell Me. And I believe it's a song that you just need to listen to and let God speak to your heart because it talks about words of encouragement to you. If you need encouragement today, the altar's open. If you need a word from the Lord today, the altar's open. If you need just to seek the Lord and ask Him about the calling on your life, the altar's open. The invitation's yours. God sets the table for us, but we have to be willing to come and eat. And Aaron, I know Sunday after Sunday, you preach your heart out, and you know in your heart sometimes that there's people sitting in the congregation that need to be If it's nothing else, just to humble yourself before the Lord and to forget about yourself, forget about what people think about you. It's just you and Jesus here right now. When this song plays, it's just you and Jesus. It's not me. It's not Aaron. It's not anybody else. It's just you and Jesus in this place this morning. Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org.